0: Hey friends, this is Pastor Brian Worth. Thanks for listening to my latest sermon. Get more of my teachings on YouTube at Chapel of Change TV. And tune in every Sunday on the radio on 99.5 FM for Fresh Hope. I I feel, I, I feel, praise God. Amen. Amen. I got to take you everywhere I preach. <laughs> Amen. God is good all the time. I still feel a little hungover for the last two nights of r- revival. Amen. Anybody feel a little hungover by the last two nights of revival? Anybody receive something from the Lord? Amen. Praise God, praise God, God is good, God is good. The Lord really spoke to us and the Lord really touched our hearts and now kind of catapulted into a a new season uh, in life. Someone shout amen. I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 1, Psalms chapter 1 uh, verses 1 through 3, Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 was going to be our focus uh, this this morning. And as you turn there, uh, for those who have not yet participated, uh, this weekend we're giving our offering, a special offering for our Kingsman discipleship home. So I want to encourage you during our tithes and offerings to sacrificially give. In fact, during the tithes and offerings, we're going to show a video. So you could see what God is doing at our uh, Kingsman home. So that will be today uh, during our tithes and offerings. Many people already gave, uh, but if you want to participate, you can. Amen. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And don't forget, we are, uh, the church is praying on Halloween evening uh, at our Long Beach campus. There will be a prayer service, so if you want to join them, you're welcome to join them. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Hear the word of the Lord. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that spread brings forth its fruit in its season someone say season someone say season if you have your bible circle that word season right there in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper prosper now the last couple days as i begin to think back um on what God is doing at Chapel of Change in this last couple of months. Uh, the Lord uh, dropped two words in my spirit uh, a couple days ago, and that are the words new season. Someone say new season. New season. Uh, these are the two words that uh, God placed upon my heart, and I want to talk about that today. In fact, uh, I want us to focus on those two words today, new season. Someone say new season. And I get it here in verse 3. Let me read verse 3 again. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit, get this, in its season. Someone shout season. The Lord dropped these two words in my spirit as I begin to think about what God has been doing in the last two months. And I I can't calculate the exact day in the last several months, but I do know uh, that within the last couple months, God has catapulted us into a new season. Someone say, new season. Uh, uh, The Lord has catapulted us into this new season. And so uh, as I think about this, I want to remind us that God is all about new seasons. God is all about new seasons. In fact, he says in Daniel, I'm going to put it up on the uh, monitor, chapter 2, verse 21. Listen to what it says. He changes times and seasons. Someone say seasons. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Someone say new season. See, I was thinking about this, and the Lord uh, put it upon my heart to let somebody know today that God is ever willing to give you a new season. He's ever willing to give you a new season. In fact, God is more excited about giving you a new season than you are in receiving the new season. So would would anybody like to experience a new season in life? Uh, Maybe uh, in your spiritual life, maybe uh, in your faith, maybe in your finances, maybe in your relationships, maybe in your marriage. By the grace of God, I've been married for 26 years and one thing that I've learned is that one of the keys to a long marriage is regularly launching new seasons uh, with your spouse, kind of keeping the zest there and keeping the, the the excitement there because with new seasons come fresh excitement. With new seasons come fresh vision. With new seasons come fresh spiritual energy. With new seasons come uh, fresh hope. Someone say fresh hope. Now, you may be going through... A bad season right now maybe you're going through a challenging season right now Uh, I want to encourage you that if you keep holding on to the unchanging hand of God if you keep trusting in the Lord if you keep believing the Lord you keep pressing forward eventually God will break you into a new season someone shout amen so I want to read some scriptures To build your expectation for a new season. I want to read some scriptures to build your expectation for a new season. So just listen to these scriptures uh, because I'm going to fire them at your spirit. I'm going to fire them at your mind. I'm going to fire them uh, at your soul. So uh, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So just listen to these scriptures. Isaiah 43 verse 19, it says, for I am about to do something new. See I have already begun. Do not. Do you not see it? I will make a path through the wilderness I will create rivers in the dry wasteland Notice what God says he says see see have I already begun? Listen, whenever God tells you to, to see, to look at something, or to pay attention to something, whenever uh, God tells you to, 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 to pay attention to something, it means two things. It means, number one, he's already begun the work. Whenever God tells you to look at something, it means he's already begun, begun the work. But secondly, when God tells you to look at something, it means you haven't even paid attention to it yet. When God tells you, you look, it means you haven't even discovered it yet. You you ain't even uh, discerning it yet. That there are some times where God is already working in your life, but because you're caught up in your physical circumstances, you cannot see what God is doing with your natural eyes. That's why you need the eyes of faith. Someone shout "Amen." amen. Listen to Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, someone say season, we will reap if we do not give up. Listen to Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 26. I love this. And I will make them and the places all around my heel a blessing. And I will send down the showers in their season. Someone say season. They shall be showers of blessing. Notice what he says. I will make those who gather around my heel, my holy place, my holy heel. The kind of the heel of Zion or in our day, the house of the Lord, the place of God. If if you could just get around the place of God, if you could just bring your kids around the place of God, I will shower down blessings upon all those who get to my holy place. Someone shout amen. He Said I will make them in the places all around my heel a blessing. I listen It's one thing to get blessed, but it's a whole different other level to become a blessing. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask God to bless you. Yes, ask God to bless you. Ask God to bless your finances. Ask God to bless your family. Ask God to bless your mind. Ask God to uh, bless your car. But listen, uh, you go to a whole other level. You go to a whole other level when you get to a place where you become the blessing of God. Where God transforms you into a blessing that when you walk to a house, they don't shut the windows on you. They don't lock the doors uh, on you. Finally, they answer your phone call now. They don't hit delete. They don't hit ignore. Why? Because God has transformed you into a blessing. Someone shout amen. I love Job chapter 8, verse 7. It says, though your beginning was insignificant, yet your end will increase greatly. That's, that was me right there. Though my beginning was insignificant, your end will increase greatly. So, chapter Change, I've come to church this morning to confirm that we are now entering into a new season. We are entering in a new season. And it's a season of growth. It's a season of uh, spiritual breakthrough. It's a season of freedom. In fact, we got a word on Friday night that it's a season of super bloom. Anybody receive that word? Listen, when, 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 when the men or woman of God speaks over your life, when they, when they prophetically speak over li- your life, you got to, by faith, kind of pull that down. Like, I was catching stuff on Friday and Saturday. I was, that's for me. That's for me. I, I, was, I was catching stuff like a running back. I was catching some stuff in the air. And, and God gave us a word. He said, super bloom. And I, I had to go back. And and kind of research that because that was beyond my vocabulary right there. And and whenever God gives you a word, don't just rush through it. You got to be like Mary and ponder the word. Whenever God gives you a word, you got to ponder the word. So I went back and I I did some research on what a super bloom is. I want to show you a picture of what a super bloom is. This is a super bloom. And a super bloom is a phenomenon when the seed, flowers or seed, has been laid dormant for an extended period of time. And all of a sudden, kind of in one harvest, all the seed that has been planted kind of blossoms at one time. Yeah. Are you following along? At one time. That's, that's a super bloom right there. It's a phenomenon where, where all the seed blossoms at at one time and that tells us that nothing god ever told us is wasted that tells us that no word that we ever received, no encouragement, no, no prophetic word, no no word that we have studied has ever gone wasted. That there is an experience by the Holy Ghost where everything that has been planted in you can blossom at the same time. Can blossom at the same time. It's called a, a super bloom. You know that on, on Friday night, uh, we baptized a whole family i want to show this picture right here show the picture of the family we we baptized a whole family come on somebody that's someone say super bloom someone say super bloom I'm talking about all the seed coming up at one time. I'm talking about all your prayers being answered in one season of your life. I'm talking about everything that's been on backlog, every, everything that's been on layaway. Come on, somebody. Comes up at one time. We baptize a whole family. And get this, that was like at 10.30 p.m. That was like at 10.30 p.m. So we're experiencing the season of growth, of breakthrough, of, of healing, of, of provision, and, and you and individually, individually, you could enter into a new season too because what God does for one, he could do for the other. And if you're connected, if you're connected, that means it's not just for me, it's for everybody. So you just got to jump in the river and experience your new season. Someone shout amen. So what do we do? What what, what do we do when we enter into a new season? Because we don't want to mess it up. We don't want to mess it up. We don't want to mess up the new thing that God is doing. We don't want to sabotage the new thing that God is doing. Uh, What do we do... When we enter into a new season, I want to I want to help us this morning and I'm going to give you a couple major thoughts on how to enter a new season. Are you ready this morning? If you have your notes, if you have your notes, I want you to write this down. The first thing is you got to let go of the old. Let go of the old before you enter your new You need to leave your old. Before you enter your new, you need to leave your old. Before you enter, you must thoroughly and wholly exit. Are you following along? You cannot cleave until you leave. You cannot cleave until you leave genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife now this is not just a principle for marriage but this is a principle for every new season that you enter into you cannot cleave until you leave you cannot cleave unto the new until you leave the old is anybody following along see some of us we sabotage our new season because we try to put new wine into old wine skin we try to put new wine into old wide skin you remember what jesus said in mark chapter 2 Verse 22, listen, he says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskin, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskin will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. See, God has been trying to give some of y'all some new wine, but you keep spilling it because you keep trying to put it in old wine skin. Whenever you're trying to put the new wine into the old wineskin, you're going to ruin what God is doing in your life. You're going to sabotage what God is doing in your life. So you got to let go of the old. Is anybody following along? You got to let go of the old. Someone say let go of the old. Isaiah 43, verse 18 says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold. Someone say behold. Behold. There goes that word again. God is saying, look, 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 look. Look, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Got to let go of the old. God says, look, I'm doing something new. Now, I want to dig into that. I want to dig into that just a little bit longer. I want to dig into that just a little bit longer. Um, What do we let go of? What do we let go of? Number one, I would encourage you to let go of your old mindsets. I'm going to do mindsets. Mindsets. Someone say mindsets. Uh, The first thing, when a new season is upon you, As you enter into that new season, even before you enter into that new season, it's very critical that you let go of old mindsets. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Someone say, Transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's critical. It's critical to let go of the old mindset because your mindset determines your life set. You Write that down. Your mindset determines your life set. Your mindset determines your life set. And we need to start thinking in a different way. We need to start thinking in a different way. Not everybody is against you. Not everybody is against you. Not everybody's trying to hold you down. Not everybody's trying to hurt you. Not everybody's trying to, to, to hold you down. We gotta start thinking a different way. When you get married, you can no longer think like you're a bachelor. Some of y'all wives missed a good opportunity to say amen. <laughs> Some of y'all wives just missed it. Just missed it right there. I'm going to say it one more time. Even if you're not married, just help me out a little bit. When you get married, you can no longer think like a bachelor. All right, now you up. Now you up. Now you up. Now you up. When you get a new job, you can no longer think like you're unemployed. When you get a new job, you go ahead and put that snooze on that button. And see how long you're going to have that job. When you get a promotion at work, you really working, and they give you a promotion, you can no longer think like a rookie. Every new season requires a new mindset if you're going to master the season that you're in. Every new season requires a new mindset if you're going to master the season you're in. And let me tell you right now, an old mindset will pull you back down. An old mindset will pull you back down. An old mindset will sabotage what God is trying to do in your life. First thing you got to do, let go of that old mindset. Let go of that old critical thinking. Let go of that old hateful thinking. Let go of that victim mentality. An old mindset will cause you to hesitate. An old mindset will cause you to doubt. It will cause you to walk in your new season with fear. You're not supposed to walk in your new season with fear. You're supposed to walk with confidence and, and boldness and hope. Someone shout amen trying to help y'all. I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to transform your next five years. What do we let go of? When you enter a new season, what do we let go of? The second thing is once you deal with your mind, and, and by the way, by the way, this is one of the reasons why we regularly come to Bible study, because we're trying to wash your mind. God's trying to brainwash you. God is trying to brainwash you. Don't, don't be alarmed. The world has already brainwashed us. Every time you watch a commercial, every time you allow your child to watch a movie, that movie is preaching a sermon to your child. And it's shaping his or her mindset. It's shaping his or her mindset. So when I say God is trying to brainwash you, he is trying to brainwash you. But don't worry, you've already been brainwashed by the world. He's just trying to get you back. So when he puts a new season upon your life, he begins to bless you, you got to first kind of focus on your mind and say, God, I'm not going to allow my mind to mess up what you're doing in my life. I'm not going to let this stinking thinking mess up what you're doing in my life. I'm not going to let these strongholds in my mind to mess up what you're doing in my life. I got to renew my mind. I got to go to church. I got to go to Bible study. I got to go to Kingsman discipleship. I got to go to Women's Abide. I got to sit up underneath the word of God. I got to go to the YouTube, Brian War TV, and listen to the sermon again. Don't just listen to the sermon one time. Don't just listen to the sermon one time. Y'all ain't getting it the first time around. I got to listen to a sermon five times. If I got to listen to a sermon five times. Don't just listen to it one. You better go back on YouTube and listen to it again and play it while you go to work. Play it while you go to school and kind of just let it marinate in your mind because all them years you had your mind. Uh... Are you anybody picking up what I'm putting down? God want to bless you with a new season. And and the new season that you're going to get is not the only season he has for you. There's another season beyond that season. But if you don't change your mindset, you'll stay in that season longer than you have to. You'll stay in that season for 10 years and all God said, no, I wanted to bless you that for 10 days. I wanted to bless you that And you got excited over that scene. Praise God, you got excited over it. But because you didn't change your thinking, you stayed in there 10 years. Children of Israel weren't supposed to spend 40 years in the desert. It was a shorter journey all the way to the promised land, but because of their stinking thinking and other things, they got trapped and going around the cycle over and over and over again. So I praise God for this next season, but listen, I'm not trying to stay in this season any longer than than God wants me to. Someone shout amen. I I want to dig deeper. I want to dig deeper. Uh, The second thing you need to let go is patterns of behavior. Patterns of behavior. Uh, The Bible talks a lot about patterns, both good and bad. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 17 says, brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Someone say pattern. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. See, see, the problem is not necessarily the world. Uh, God loves the world, but the problem is the pattern of the world, the way the world operates, the way the world thinks, the way the world uh, speaks. See, if you want God's results, you got to follow God's pattern. If you want God's results, you got to follow God's pattern. Society collapses when we when we disregard God's pattern. Marriages collapse when they disregard God's pattern lives collapse when when you disregard God's pattern you want God's results You got to follow God's pattern someone shout amen to that You know in the course of my in my my journey with God I met a lot of people who are not happy with their life and they're a little bit bitter and many believe that their problems are a result of like life's randomness. Some, some believe that, that the problems that they have is this, uh, a result of life's randomness. But I want to let everyone know this morning that for the most part, our life today is the product of our patterns. Uh, write that down somebody. For the most part, our life today is the product of our patterns. See see, the real issue in your life is not your perceived problem. The real issue in your life is your patterns. Wow. Wow. Did anybody pick that up? Yeah. I'm shooting it out there. Bam. Yeah. The real issue is the pattern. Not your perceived problem. You, you could get mad at your perceived problem all you want. You could scream at your perceived problem all you want. You could complain at your perceived problem all you want. You could yell at her uh, uh, or hip uh, all you want. But the real issue is your pattern, not the problem. Oh, I want to dig, dig deeper into this. I wanna, can, I, can I show you? Can I show you? Someone says. Someone says, I, "I'm not. I'm not a morning person." Someone says. That. I've met a lot of people like that. They say, I, "I'm not a morning person. I can't. I can't get up and pray uh, in the morning." Okay, okay, okay. But let, let, let's 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 evaluate your patterns. Let's 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 evaluate your patterns. you you you, you eat a half a bag of popcorn at 9 p.m. You drink coffee at 9.30 p.m. And you stay on Facebook till 11 p.m. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a morning person. I, I'm not a morning person. No. No, no, that's not the problem. The problem is you have bad nighttime patterns that produce a lazy body that will not wake up in the morning. Is anybody following along? The problem is the pattern, not the perceived problem. The real problem is the pattern. The real problem is the pattern. Can I, can I, can I take you a little bit deeper? Someone says, uh, uh, I, I don't make enough money to tithe. You know, we, we believe in tithing to support the work of the Lord. And someone says, I don't make enough money to tithe. Okay, 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 okay. let's just, let's, let's evaluate something. Let's, let, let's examine your patterns. Well, you don't have a budget. Uh, you go to Starbucks too much, you, you practically live at the mall, you got five credit cards, and you're an impulsive spender. Uh, I, I don't have enough money to tithe. No, that's not the problem. The problem is you have bad spending patterns. The problem is the pattern, not the perceived problem. Is anybody picking up what I'm putting down? Uh, By the way, by the way, if you don't tithe when you have a little, you're not going to tithe when you have much. Why is that? Because Jesus taught if you're faithful with little, then you'll be faithful with much. If you're not faithful with little, you won't be faithful with much. So sometimes God will test you with a little and stand back and see what he does. You do if you ain't faithful with that little, you ain't going to get no more. That's why God says, I will give wisdom to the wise. Why does he give wisdom to the wise? If you're wise, you already have wisdom. It's because he says, I'm going to reward those that are already seeking what they're asking for. Does anybody picking it up what I'm putting down? So the problem is not the perceived problem. The problem is the pattern. Can I take you just a little bit deeper? Can we talk like family? The problem is not... Guys, and I don't mean that as in plural, but I just mean throughout the years. The problem is not the guys you've been dating. You can complain about the guy all you want. They're lazy. They don't work. They don't know how to treat a woman. Are you following along? You can complain about the guy all you want. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is the pattern by which you pick the guy that you choose to date. Are you following along? The real problem is the pattern by which you choose the individual by which you date. Whether it's a guy with a girl or a girl with a guy, you fall for all their promises You don't test anyone. You know, you got to test some people. You go to elementary, they're going to test you. You go to junior high, you are going to test you. Some people don't even test other people. You know, you got to test some people, right? If you're single, you need to ask a thousand questions. How do you act when you get mad? You better not marry somebody that you have not seen who got mad. Hello, somebody. Do you have a job? What's your real name? (laughs) I met people with like five names, right? What's your real name? No, what is your birth certificate name? Not what your Thea called you. Not what your homeboy called you. I need to know your birth certificate name. How is your credit? How many credit cards you got? Do you pay for your own gas? See, the real problem is the pattern real problem is the pattern so what is what is the solution what is the solution the solution is a new pattern it's a new pattern a new pattern of behavior new pattern of thinking getting rid of the critical thinking a new pattern of speaking the bible teaches us to follow god's pattern. 2 Timothy 1:13, hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching. You learn from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ. Hold on to the pattern. He was telling young Timothy, you can't just talk any way you want to talk. You can't just behave any way you want to behave. You got to follow the pattern. You 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 call yourself a Christian, you need to follow the pattern. You call yourself a disciple of Jesus, here's the pattern. You want God's result you follow God's pattern you want God's blessing you follow God's pattern in Romans chapter 6 verse 17 it says but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance see God knows that everything is produced by the pattern that we are products of of patterns that your condition today is hugely a product of your patterns of the last kind of seven years so listen if you could perceive the pattern you could address the problem if you could perceive the pattern you could address the problem you cannot address the real problem until you perceive the pattern and I'm praying that God gives us discernment To identify the unhealthy, unbiblical patterns in our life. And I'm praying that God begins to break the pattern, break the mode, break the patterns in our life. That should be our prayer. Lord, break the patterns in our life. Lord, break me out of these patterns because I keep failing the tests over and over again. Break me out of these patterns, Lord. Change my pattern. Change the pattern of my thinking. Change the pattern of my talking. Change the pattern of behaving got to get rid of the mindset then you got to get rid of the old uh patterns and so how do we enter into a new season here's one last thought i want to give you how do you how do you enter into a new season um you enter into the new season with faith with faith don't go into your new season with fear don't go into your new season with anxiety uh uh, first john chapter five verse four Says, for every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. 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 That faith is more than just trusting in the Lord. Faith is more than just a simple trust in the Lord, but faith is also a weapon for believers to defeat the work of the enemy in your life. That through faith, you can defeat the anxiety that's trying to overtake you. Through faith, you can defeat the, the depression that is trying to overtake you. Through faith, you can defeat the discouragement that is trying to overtake you. That faith is our victory. So every time you enter into a new season, you got to enter that season with faith. See, if you want to live a miraculous life, live by faith. Faith attracts miracles. Faith attracts the power of God. Faith attracts healing. Faith attracts breakthrough. Living a faith-filled life uh, fills you with excitement. The reason why some Christians live a boring lifestyle is because they're never stepping out in faith. Faith is looking at your situation and expecting God to show up. Faith is looking at your situation and expecting God to show up. Fear is looking at your situation and expecting the devil to show up. Fear is looking at your situation and expecting the devil to show up. Faith is looking at your situation and and expecting God to show up. So when you enter into a new season, don't look for the devil, look for God. When you enter into a new season, look for the, for, for the blossoming of the work of the Lord. Look for the hand of God. Look for the favor of God. Look for the power of God. Don't look for the devil. Too many people are looking for the devil under, under every rock. It's time for you to look up to the Mount Zion and see what God is trying to do in your life. Someone shout amen. I expect God's favor to flow in my life. I expect God's favor to flow in my life. I expect God's power to flow in my life. I expect uh, God to open up a door for me. I I expect God to connect me to the right person. I I expect God uh, to to open up the windows of heaven. I, I came to a place in my life a long time ago where I said, man, I've been suffering way too much. I want the blessing of God. I want the favor of God. I want God's power in my life. A couple of days ago, we 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 flew uh, to the nation of Egypt, and when you fly to Egypt, uh, we got off the plane, and it was just something you know you feel something different in the air. Everybody was quiet, and the security was asking what we were doing, and so we're walking into the airport into this nation foreign nation and whenever you experience something foreign you're always kind of on your toes on what what's going to happen so we're looking for God to move but in our flesh there's always you know a level of anxiety a level of alertness and um we went to the hotel and we're wondering what we're going to do and more more important we're wondering like how we're going to do it we don't know nobody right we don't know nobody there and and how we're gonna go here and how we're gonna go there and um We're 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 believing God to kind of bless us. We're believing God to kind of show up because remember faith is looking at your situation and expecting God to show up. And in the course of a conversation, the Lord connected us with a local young guy uh, in Cairo, Egypt, who then connected us with his father who happened to be a businessman in the community, highly influential in the community. And that night they took us to their home, and they treated us uh, to a, 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 a wonderful meal in their home. This is the favor of God. When a, when a Muslim family invites you and welcomes you and shows you love and takes you into their kitchen and provides, a, I don't know, it was a 10-course meal uh, for you, that's the favor of God. And now, the, the father owns a lot of camels and horses and buggies, and, and we found ourselves in the back of a buggy on a horse, cruising down the alleys of Cairo, bumping Arabic Arabic music. I didn't even know what the music was saying, but I was bumping my head, looking at everybody like that, because I was, I was connected. When you connect it, you protect it. When you connect it, you protect it. Psalms 23, verse 6 says, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. You got to, gotta to claim that scripture. You gotta stand on that scripture. Surely goodness and love will follow me. Another translation says, Will pursue me, will run after me. Gotta expect that. I'm looking, faith is looking at your situation, expecting God to move. Goodness and mercy and love—the things of God—follows me. I expect that. I want to thank you for your prayers for our African trip that we went on uh, last week. Uh, We uh, went to the nation of Kenya, and we got to minister the gospel uh, there. And I want to show you a couple pictures. The first picture is an altar call. Uh, We were in a town in Nairobi called Kibera, which is the largest slum in Africa, and we did a three-night crusade there, and we got to preach the gospel, and these are the people responding to the gospel message. And by the way, that's you, Chapel of Change, that's Chapel of Change, giving fresh hope in one of the poorest areas of the world. I want to show you the next picture is of us ministering at the church. We actually have a sister church that is in the middle of Kibera giving fresh hope with a school of about 198 kids in this church. And this is us ministering to them and encouraging them. And I want to show you the next picture. I had the awesome opportunity to meet a widow who lives in this shack who's taking care of a couple orphans, and I got the opportunity to go into their home, that's their home, and bless it. And uh, you, you can't see it clearly on there, but there's a big old smile on that little child's uh, uh, face, and that's called fresh hope right there in the name of Jesus. Um, but did you know, you, did, you, you didn't know this unless you were keeping track, but the trip almost didn't happen. Uh, we got prepared to go. We packed up all our bags. We did all the necessary things that we were supposed to do. The night before, you know, we're, we're saying goodbye. We actually prayed on a Monday night and we came together and prayed and Got all our clothes together, and my wife and I dropped me and Pastor Daniel off at the airport, and soon uh, Jeremy came, and I was excited. I had my bags ready to go. I was pumped up. I'm going to Africa, right? And, and, I, and, I'm, and I go to the kind of the, the teller of the airplane, and she processes my name. She processes the things. She's about to send me up, and she, then she turns around. She asks me, do you have your e-visa said e-visa what's that she said yeah you cannot go without a visa i said oh no there got to be a mistake right there Uh, i'm ready to go i got my bags right here i already said bye to my wife already kissed my kids i'm ready to go there got to be a mistake on this thing she said no you can't go I said, "Ma'am, the, the the flight is about two hours. Uh, everything's planned already in Africa. Everything's planned already. Uh, everything. Uh, no, you can't go." So she gives, she writes down to me a website. She said, go to this website, and this is where you could uh, get the e-visa. So we got the paper, and me and Daniel, and then uh, eventually Jeremy, we go, we're against the wall in LAX, and we're on our phones trying to get this thing uh, on the webpage, and we couldn't do it ourselves, so we had to call about 20 different people. We had to call in the support team to come and help us out, and they wouldn't let us kind of do it at first. They kept kicking us out of the webpage, and then the time was ticking, the time was ticking, And next thing I know, we learned about an hour later that it could take up to 48 hours to get the visa. 48 hours. So we came to the reality that our plane was about to take off. And we're there with our luggage with no visa at that time. And so we end up taking the walk of shame. You know what the walk of shame is? When you have all your luggage, and you're going the opposite way of everybody else. <laughs> we took the walk of shame, and we ended up on the curve of LAX. And we're thinking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And on top of that, it was Jeremy's son's birthday at that time. And finally, you know, inwardly, we're, you know, trusting in the Lord. Inwardly, we're trusting in the Lord. What are we going to do? 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 plane already took off. Our ticket is already gone. And Jeremy says, let's just go to the other side of the world and trust that God will clear our visa by the time we get to Africa. So I was like, huh. So we were like, uh, all right, let's do it. So we bought a one-way ticket to London. <laughs> a one-way ticket to London. And we go to the to the check-in deal. And I go to turn on my thing. And the lady goes, uh, uh, okay, give me your badge. Uh, 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 huh? What? W- when, when are you guys coming back? I was like, uh, have you ever heard of Abraham? <laughs> the Lord shall provide a ram in the thicket. And... And she goes. The lady goes. "Uh, uh, Um. And she goes. Uh. Well. All right. But they may deny you when you get there. Don't worry about it. We're going by faith. We're going by faith. She says. All right. Here you go. Go. We fly to New York. Oh. We fly. We we take off to London. Right. And and we got a one-way ticket. To London don't know when we're coming back never been to London before don't know nobody over there right and we fly into London and 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 by the grace of God by the time we get to London in our email is our e-visa clearance to Kenya Africa the Lord shall provide the Lord shall provide If we walk by faith and and look at your situation, expecting God to move, expecting God to show you favor, expecting God to open the door, stop being a coward, stop being fearful, and walk forward into your new season because God has something for you. God has something for you. And this life of faith is an exciting life, it's an exciting lifestyle. I, I ain't going to tell you how we felt while we're going through the process. But after so I'm I'm back here today, and I'm praising God. It was, it's an exciting, it's an exciting, exciting lifestyle. So I want us to bow our heads this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed. With every head bowed and every eye closed. As the worship team comes back up. I want us to think about what God was trying to get across to us this morning. What was God trying to uh, uh, tell you? And as the worship team kind of plays lightly in the background, I want us to repent of old mindsets. I want us to ask God to help us break the patterns, the old patterns, the old patterns. uh, Break the patterns, Lord. Break the patterns. And I want us to ask God to energize our faith, Lord. Energize our faith, Father. Energize our faith today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, let's just meditate and reflect upon the word of the Lord for a couple moments today. Hallelujah, Lord. what was god trying to get across to you what was god saying to you maybe uh, maybe in this altar call you got to break a pattern maybe during this altar call you got to repent from a mindset a stronghold maybe in this altar call maybe in this altar call you got to say lord help me to think differently help me to think differently Come on, let's bow our heads, let's bow our hearts. Let's ask God to work something new in our life. Let's ask God for a new season. Let's ask God to help us not to sabotage the new season. Just right where you're at, I want you to just pray. Just pray right where you're at and ask God to help you in Jesus' name.
1: Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, God, for giving us new direction this morning, God. We thank you for showing that you want to give us a, a new pattern, God. So God, we thank you, Lord, and we ask, Lord, for your forgiveness, Lord, for letting things run wild in our minds, God, and, 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 and be led astray with these uh, false patterns that the enemy has tried to do for us, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, and we bring that down in the name of Jesus. We bring it and destroy it by your power and by your spirit. And God, we replace it with your plans, with your truth, with your purpose, God. We thank you, Father. And Lord, Father God, we ask, Lord, that you give us the strength by your Holy Spirit, God, to continue to fulfill this pattern, God. When we, when we tend to go astray or we, we get a, a new pattern trying to come in, Lord, and it's not of you, Lord, let us recognize it and take swift action, God. We thank you, Father, for your love and for your care and for your leadership, God. And we honor you this morning, God. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand, praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this time, we're transitioning to our tithes and offerings portion of the service where we get to respond uh, with our tithes and offerings unto the Lord. And I got a scripture that Pastor Brian read was out of Psalms 1 verse 3. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in his season." I, I love what Pastor Brian said uh, when he was giving the word, he said that, that, that it's not only to be blessed, but it's to be a blessing for others. So as God plants us and as he's bringing this revival in our hearts and he's transforming us, uh, let us be on the lookout to see who we could bless, to see who we could encourage because how many you know that it feels good to be blessed by God, right? And it's encouraging, it's uplifting, and it gives us strength and power, but we want that for others. We 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 want that, we want to walk with that joy to, to, to say, Look, I want others to experience what I'm experienced for God's glory. So as we prepare our tithes and offerings, just just have that heart to say, Lord, I thank you and I want to give it away. I thank you and I want to give it away to someone else, God. And as the ushers come forward. We have many ways to give here at Chapel of Change. We have four ways to give that is on the screen behind me. Also, if you want to give by debit card, we have someone in the back after service that will facilitate that for you as well. Also, we have our Scan to Give where you can use it. Uh, click on your iPhone and take the QR code and give that way as well. Um, we have some announcements uh, this Thursday. Say this Thursday. This Thursday, let's keep this. Let's keep this momentum going. Let's keep this revival going. Um, I know I'm benefiting. I'm on fire for that. So this Thursday, we're going to be learning. Uh, we're going into a, a, a school or a, a three-day, te- three Thursday night teaching on the Holy Spirit. Uh, one of our brother, brother Art, who knows brother Art, he's going to be bringing that word. <laughs> Amen, brother Art. He's been a blessing. So let's just come out and and let's just increase our knowledge of the Holy Spirit how, how many know that, that we need to, to commune and, and, and know exactly who the Holy Spirit is and and maybe you have questions or, or little gaps and I'm believing this series will fill those gaps so we can have a solid understanding of who the Holy Spirit is so come out on Thursday night let's continue to live in this revival that God is doing here at Chapel of change for his glory and for his honor also we're having our Applebee's breakfast Applebee's breakfast How many know we love to eat around here at Chapel of Change, so we're going to be having our Applebee's uh, breakfast to support our Samoan trip, uh, support our Samoa trip, so come out and be a part of that, Uh, there's some information in the back if you want to get your tickets, Uh, but let's pray and and let's release us, amen, Who, who wants to pray with me, let's pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, that you give to us, God, that you bless us, that that you provide for us, God. So, God, may we just give back to you, God, what you already gave us, God. And we thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity to bear fruit, Lord. So may this offering be worship unto you. May this offering be just pleasing to your sight, Lord. Let us give with a cheerful heart, Lord Father God, that you may receive it with a smile, God. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen ushers, you are released, hallelujah.
2: This is the day of your beginnings. The old is passing. Change is come by your spirit. It's a new season of reveal true and you will never ever fail, your presence will lead us, can you sing it, this is a day of new beginning, the old is passing, the old is passing, change is coming by your spirit, change is coming by your spirit, it's a new season of revealing. Your word is true and you will never ever fail. Your presence will lead us. It's a new season, it's you new season. It's a new season for my life. Can you say? It's a new season, it's a new season. It's a new season for a church. It's a new season, it's a new season. It's a new season coming. It's a new season. Hallelujah.
3: Yeah. Hallelujah. It's a new season. It's a new season. We are going to show a video um, after, as we're leaving. We're going to show a video, a testimony of, of David, uh, one of our kingsmen. Um, we'll bless you out, and then as you're walking out, we'll be showing that video. Um, Also, we'll have some of our pastors and leaders up here in the front. Um, If you can come and pray, Monique, if you can come pray, if you can come pray, Vaughn, if you can come pray with us. We're available to pray with you guys. Um, With that, if you can put your hands up in a receiving posture, we're going to send you off with a blessing. In the name of the Father that loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus, To die on that cross for you and in the name of jesus that died on that cross for us so that we can live and in the name of the holy spirit that continues to point us to the lord go today with the power the protection and the peace of god in jesus name god bless you
4: i'm from santa paula california and raised in Simi Valley I've always been led to the feminine items does that make sense so as in kindergarten I remember I walked into school it was like my first day I was super excited I walked in there and right from the beginning I felt you know I felt distance because like I said I was only I only played with my two brothers But when it came into going into school, that's when a lot of stuff started. I started looking at like, I was more leaded to the girl side. I've always been connected to the girls since I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I've always liked to play with like Barbies, dolls. And my my grandma had no problem about it because she's like, well, he's a kid, right? And one of my cousins come over right? He decided to grab his dad's laptop, and he went to my church. So as he opened his dad's laptop, he introduced me to pornography. At, at, um, at a young age, he introduced me to pornography. So about 10 years old, he showed me pornography. And at first, I didn't think anything of it. Like I said, I was still, like, confused. But the thing is, I never told anybody about it, you know? That's when we were watching pornography, uh, like a little thing popped out and it was uh, gay porn. Right away I'm like, mom, I think I'm gay. I just remember she grabbed her hand, she slapped me right in the face. But my, um, I remember telling my sister, like, you know, like, I'm gay, my sister's like, I already know. She's like, I knew since you were a kid. That's all my sister told me. I knew. So as I graduated as a transgender woman from high school, there's just a point where I don't know I just I, I just couldn't do it no more. after the, the pain, the rejection, the hurt, the the everything, everything that lifestyle, the darkness, all of that Pastor Richard had a church. he was just opening up in Santa Paula. That was that was home for me that home church was like my hometown church and then he's told me he's like you're trying to do this alone but he's like you can't he's like god's been putting on my heart you're struggling he's like he sees you he's like have you ever thought of going to a man's home i went to sleep i had a dream bunk beds bunk beds roommates brothers I called my pastor, I'm like, I was so happy. I was like, Pastor, I'm like, God responded. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to the men's home. I'm going, contact Pastor Daniel. Being free from that, and I can never look back on my old self and that lifestyle anymore. And knowing that I'm delivered and the chains are broken and that my future kids won't experience what I went through, that generational curses are broken, that there's healing and that there's power in his name. And now I can testify that that the men's home the discipleship home is a good place to be at. Because not only that, they take in any darkness, any background. Because if God can use anybody for his kingdom, he could use you.